0: Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest nice podcast. I'm your host Harrison Baron. Had a great time tonight, guys. Not gonna lie. As always, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. If you really enjoy the show, give it a give it a rating. Appreciate that. Five stars, preferably. Um, if you think it's four stars here, I'll take four stars too. Um, and share it out. Tell somebody. Share it on. Your social media, whatever it may be, uh, listen to it in the car with people. And if I don't listen to podcasts in the car with people, I think it's weird because they talk during it and it makes me very angry because I like to listen to everything. I know I'm weird like that, but share it out, tell somebody about it. I know some people listen to the podcast with other people, so do that too. Uh, you know, hold hands, sing kumbaya, the whole nine. As always, check out the website for the latest and greatest Brutally Honest Podcast.com. The work has been... I don't want to say halted. Uh, Work has been slowed on the website. I'm waiting on a graphics card to come in for my computer. It's crippling to work on one screen, especially when you come from working on three screens and a computer is lightning fast. Did some things, but as soon as that comes in, there'll be more and more stuff coming to you, I promise. But go check it out, BrutallyNestPodcast.com. You can go on there, find all the good stuff, support the podcast if you want to support it, and... You'll get all the updates and the brutally honest Friday email blasts that go out, loaded with knowledge to help you be more successful every day. The and that's pretty much it, guys. I like that in under two minutes. Uh, sponsors read resumes. Now is the most critical time to get your resume done when you're locked in a job, when you're secure, when you can afford to have something done well correctly and in an unpressured manner is when you're going to get the absolute most refined resume possible. That's how it works. Resumes that are well written will open up doors for you that you may have never had access to prior. It's absolutely a stellar service. Read resumes.com. You're going to get a s a extremely well written resume. It's your your details and everything like that have been gone through buy read by ron and what comes out is gold i promise you Readresumes.com. go check it out last but not least huge thank you to the nerds i care for sponsoring the podcast there's three things that owners want they want to be able to sleep at night because everything's going to be safe they want their employees to be working efficiently and they want to not have to worry about their business when they're not there whether it's a crm whether it's customer management Whether it's making it easier for the employees to get work done, help that support. Get your employees working more, faster. Get them to be more productive. Consult with a technology expert like the Nerds That Care. You want to sleep at night. Nobody wants anything to happen to their system. They don't want to go down. Get backups that are checked regularly to make sure everything is going smoothly. Nerds That Care provides that to you. Sleep at night. It's so important. And third, keep your customers happy and your employees working. Get that appropriate CRM, get a technology expert that can make a real recommendation for you, integrate it with your system or assist in integrating it with your system and get it taken care of. You're going to have higher customer retention rates. You're going to have higher success rates when sales. You'll be able to get real data that comes from it on who's the most profitable, who's calling in the most, who can I help the most. Market, there's marketing abilities inside these things. This is all stuff that the Nerds, can, nerds That Care can either help you do or help you find. Go check them out, nerdsthatcare.com, T-H-A-T, nerds that care. Um, they're going to be there for you. They're going to fight for you, for everything in your best interest. So huge thank you to Nerds That Care for that. And that's it, folks. You guys are going to love this podcast. I had a blast. We covered a million topics, Um, bunch of stories that came up. Greg has a very unique profession that i literally knew nothing i don't say nothing but almost nothing about i like to think i'm pretty well read in a lot of different topics um his specialty and what he does i undoubtedly have some of the least amount of knowledge so it was very impressive and i enjoyed learning this entire time and sharing stories greg is a stand-up dude we wind up a little fun fact for you after the podcast we wind up talking for like another 45 minutes um sorry you couldn't hear all that but huge thank you to him Without further ado, guys, please welcome my friend, Greg Muller. How are you, man? Hey, Harrison, has been a while. I know, man, you. I know. It's, it has been a while. Yes. The breakfast club.
1: Yes, Friday morning
0: the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, who is that? And she may or may not appear on the show. Who knows? Maybe one day, perhaps. One day. I've told her to come on, but she hasn't. She's like, oh, I'm too busy, this, that. Excuses, excuses, excuses. She yes. doesn't want to
1: come hang. You know what they say about excuses, right? Everybody's got one, they'll stick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got one, they'll stick. I'm glad you said it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so... Well, I want to pick up to where we were all, where we were talking before on your child. Two. Two sons. Two, so you send two sons to Catholic school? Catholic high school, yes. Are we allowed to talk about your kids? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: I talk about them all the time. All right. they it, have to go a half hour to get to school? It's a half hour bus drive. It's 20 minutes to get to the bus stop. Another half an hour from the bus stop to the school.
0: God damn.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. It's dedication. That really is
0: dedication. <laughs> That's insane, man. So you or the wife go every morning, drop them off, and then they hop on the bus and...
1: I'm, this, I, I'm the person that gets them there. Uh-huh. She gets them home.
0: Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Right. That's the good plan. So you probably don't have any traffic then. She gets hit with all the traffic.
1: Yeah, for the most part. I Well, there's some traffic on 25. I got to go down Jericho Turnpike.
0: Okay. Well, well, I don't tough. know that area up there. I just think it's crazy. 40 minutes for your kids to get to school. Actually, 50 minutes.
1: Yeah, they're used to it. They've been going to Catholic school their whole lives. They've been on a bus oh, really? at least 40 minutes every day.
0: Damn. Yep. That's So you started right out as
1: little yes. kids. We, we, they live in Quorum in the school district. It's a great school district. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's some bad areas around where the elementary school was. Mm-hmm. A lot of sex offenders. So my wife and I said, you know what? This is not a good idea for us because we'd never forgive ourselves if something would happen. Uh, yeah. So we said, let's send them That's to Catholic crazy. school. They started out at St. Joseph's right here in Ronkonkoma. Okay. And uh, they did up to 8th grade, and then they both went out to uh, – they're going to McG- McGann Mercy out in Riverhead. That's insane. That's a – well, that's
0: – I'm glad you – I was going to ask, like, why did you decide to send them to Catholic school? Yeah. So that's pretty – and you're just like, all right, they're already there. You might as well just keep them in there?
1: It made perfect sense. My son graduated 8th grade. Mm-hmm. There's six people in his class. That's it. That's insane. So for us to send him to a regular high school – Yeah. Forget it. We, we would have lost him. He would have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: would, he would have been a goner. Now, do you see
1: – did you go I – sh- I, I didn't go to Catholic
0: school. I was going to say, did you go to Catholic school? No. So do you see a difference? Obviously, there's a lot of things that have changed since then. Up Technology, all that kind of stuff, so, the internet, cyberbullying, all that kind of stuff. But do you see a difference from like when you went to school to what he's going through now? Because I don't know where you grew up, but like I graduated with 200 and some people. Okay. So it's not like Bayport's a small school district.
1: I was Islip Terrace. I was East okay. Islip.
0: So we, What are you going? We're close to the five hundred. I was going to say you guys are like four, five hundred people. <clears throat> um, but like, do you see a difference from what he's? Because I have no experience with with uh like Catholic schools or even private schools in general. Like okay. I've always been a public school. I have a couple friends that went to uh, that school, Saint
1: uh, Saint Joseph's.
0: Not Saint Joseph's, the one that your kids are going to. McGann Mercy. Uh, Mercy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a but, great school. But I don't like know anything about it.
1: The, the education is, um, well, obviously there's a dress code. Mm. So um, yeah, that's crazy. there's a lot of structure there for the kids, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I appreciate structure, and they seem to like it too. Um, I feel like their learning is a little bit accelerated. Oh, really? Because they're able to have more. They get more attention because there's less students. Mm. So the teacher's able to focus in on the problems and deal with them a lot quicker. Um that my kids are doing very well. They're very respectful, which is awesome. Yeah, that's always uh, good. Yeah, and um they're they're just nice kids, they're happy all the time. So I don't know if that's because they go to Catholic school. Mm-hmm.
0: Do they have a lot of friends that live like local like by you? Or no. they're all oh that's my biggest that would be my biggest fear. That, it's like...
1: Yeah, that was the tough that was a tough thing about where they're growing up is there's nobody in the community or in the area. That they're really friendly with. Um, they're both very athletic, so they made all their friends from sports. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't; those people don't necessarily live nearby.
0: Yeah. So that's that would be the hardest thing for me. Is like if I was a parent,
1: <clears throat> and
0: I hope it doesn't happen for a couple of years. <laughs> not saying I don't want kids, but down the road. But like the concept of like, oh, I have to every like my kids can't just ride their bike to their friend's house. Yeah, like that is crazy to me.
1: I I don't. When I grew up, we rode our bicycles everywhere.
0: Yeah, I, everywhere. I used to knock on people's doors. Like I'd be like, "Yo, I'm coming over." Like I call you if you didn't answer. I was just showing up at your house. Like the the phone call was courtesy. Like <laughs> yeah. that's just how it was. Like, "Yo, up, oh, Harrison, stopped by." Like I didn't care.
1: It's different, different than yeah. It's
0: weird man, it's very different. It's Very different now. Like I see my little brother, and he's he'll sit down and he'll play games on his phone, you know, on an iPad, like next to his friend. Yes. And the weirdest part is, like, at least in most video games you're talking to somebody else, they're not even talking. They're just playing a video game in the same room, which blows my mind. Like, they're like, oh, he's going to come over, we're going to play video games. And they're like, it's two totally separate things and there's no interaction between the two of them. Solely focused
1: upon the game and not... Yes, the other person. Conversational, yeah. it's ins- blows my mind. I'd be curious. I mean... It's so different. I, I'm I'm 46. I I graduated high school in 1989. Okay. Um. You know, we talked about everything. It was you know, you had a problem, you went to the person, you talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't I never used the phone? Same as you. If I was going to my friend's house, I'd just show up and knock on the door. Hey, what's up? What's yeah, going how on? How are you? I can't I can't come out today. All right. Is your dad doing anything? <laughs> I like bed, <laughs> you know? It was cool like that because everybody yeah. knew each other. But um, they don't they don't have that. They're disconnected. Their friends are, you know, miles away playing the same game. Yeah. You know, but they somehow I don't know. My kids, they their social skills. They have really good social skills. There. Oh, good. They're not like disconnected. Yeah,
0: that would be that would be a huge fear of
1: mine too. Yeah, I can understand why. And I would I would anticipate. I mean, how old are you, Harrison? If you don't mind. I'm 25. Me. So you're you're part of that younger generation. Yeah. So thank
0: God I was like on the edge of like the old. I don't want to say the older generation, but like I still had friends that would just be like. It let, like knock on the doors, but like it ended shortly after. Right.
1: Crazy. And I see I see you as a kind of person. I mean, you're very outgoing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you network a lot, and you have a very strong presence when you network. Mm-hmm. And that that's not the typical what you'd expect of somebody from your generation yeah and I'm not trying to slander or anything no like no, no no, absolutely it's just not what you, yeah you know it's that paradigm what you hear a lot and it's not you're not a part of that yeah yeah. The really uh, cool. they
0: actually just came out with a list of like the 10 worst jobs for millennials and literally and like I think one of like the number one was like labor like labored work you know whether it's an electrician or um contractor whatever it is like that like because they're just so afraid to get their hands dirty um I want to say, like number four or five, was sales. Okay. Because they're just so afraid to talk to other people, or like, and I was like, that's insane. Yeah. We have more people ever going into the workforce, and the hardest thing to find is sales.
1: No, it's true. Like, it's so mind important. blowing. And that's something you're very good at. Thanks, man. You get your name out there.
0: But it's it's just so great. Like I'm like, because I see kids that I would go to school with, and they are working in jobs where it's like almost total isolation. Or the only interactions they have is with their boyfriend, girlfriend, their office workers, and that's it. Yeah, it's pathetic. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: how do you, like, get through the day? It's what they're accustomed to. They probably wouldn't be comfortable the other way. Like, I would that's assume. crazy. It is crazy. I um, my, I I do some side work, so I, I've always worked with my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into funeral directing because I, I was doing boiler work and we had a recession. And I was doing installations, and all of a sudden it was like nobody wanted to buy a new boiler. They wanted to fix the old one. Mm-hmm. So my boss told me, he goes, hey, I, have, I don't have any work for you right now. We're not doing installations. Nobody wants a new new boiler, new air conditioning unit. And I said, man, I got to do something because I need to make money. Mm-hmm. I love making money. I love <laughs> working, you know. So that's when I started getting to phenol directing because I figured you always need to have the service.
0: Yeah, a service. Mean, no one's ever going to uh... say to me,
1: Greg – I'm sorry, we don't need your help today. There's nothing going on, or you got to get a new profession. So that's how I got into it. Mm. Um, so I do sprinklers on the side. I do a lot of irrigation work because of my that's farming cool. experience. My kids don't ever want to help me. They don't. They don't want to get their hands dirty. They're not even interested. Mm. When I was their age, I was taking everything apart. Yeah. I had to figure out how it worked. Yep. And oh put yeah. Put it back together. You know, it was cool. Make it run.
0: Absolutely. The uh, my dad is very handy too, and it's kind of funny because my siblings my siblings do help. A good chunk, which is good because that means I'm learning something. And even myself, but as I'm getting older, he'll be working on something and I'm just like, I don't have time. I don't have time to sit here and like learn this. You know, what I'm working on or towards is going to make more money than it would cost to hire somebody to do X, Y, Z jobs. So financially, it makes little to no sense for me to learn it. And we have YouTube now.
1: Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I could fix anything.
0: Anything, bro. Anything. Honestly, I haven't looked yet, but I'm sure if you said how to build a nuke, somebody's got it on there. A prom or conceptually has it on there.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. Like crazy. When we were kids, we had uh, the anarchist cookbook. That was mm. that was the big mm-hmm. thing. So that's how you learn how to make bombs and be destructive. So <laughs> be but now you just yeah like you, anything, you go on YouTube. Like I'm 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 doing a diet right now. It's called the ketogenic
0: diet. I'm not familiar with I it. understand, yeah. Um but yeah, it's all it's all fats, no car- like it's almost no carbs um and if it is carbs it's just carbs, carbs from like vegetables and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like there's there's a lot you can eat on the diet but there's a lot you can't and I saw a ketogenic grilled cheese last night, and I was like, I can't have grilled cheese because grilled cheese has got bread. Yes, you
1: can eat the cheese.
0: But I can eat the cheese. <clears throat> and this person made – and it actually looked pretty good, but it was zucchini French toast. I made it zucchini French – zucchini grilled cheese, and they, like, grind up the zucchini and use egg to, like, keep it together. They used a little bit of cornstarch, which is okay. Okay. Um, But the majority of it wasn't, like, flour or anything like that. And I was like, oh, All right. I'm willing to try that. It's probably nowhere near as good as a real girl cheese lathered up with butter. No. But I'll take it.
1: <laughs> it's amazing what they can substitute to make you or to get what you really want. Yep. At least near to it. Cauliflower rice. That's yeah, a big thing. Yeah, that's
0: the best stuff ever. Oh, you've had it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't had it yet. Is it really that I good? Love really? I
1: love it. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's really good. All right. I got to try that out. We had – Um, my girlfriend does a lot of uh, different things as far as – substitute cooking you know okay. to, for diet purposes so um i get to experience things i never experienced before nor were we even anticipated that yeah you'd be like oh, i'm not i ain't eating that's disgusting yeah. but i happen to like vegetables
0: i just recently started liking <laughs> vegetables like i was pure like i want steak yeah. potatoes <laughs> and bread and now that i'm on this diet and the, the weight is slowly coming off thank god but now because i haven't had really any sugar I, my drinking is cut back tenfold. Um, that's a lot of sugar, yeah. Yeah, it's that's caution. a lot of sugar right there. You know, I love dessert. You know, if somebody breaks it, but it's, I only like really good dessert. Like, if it's like, eh, I'm not interested. Like, Dunkin' Donuts sucks. But there's a bakery right around the corner, Wayne Bakery, best goddamn donuts ever. <laughs> I'll eat the shit out of those donuts all day. I won't even consider getting a donut at Dunkin' Donuts. Like I the dessert has to be really good for me to be interested in it. But like now I have like no interest in any junk food. And it's the weirdest thing where I'm like, ah, you know, alright, maybe that's that like little piece of chocolate looks like really good. If it's like I don't know, like a truffle or something like that. I'm like, oh, you know, that's probably pretty good. That I would, like, be interested in eating. But, like, oh, a scoop of ice cream? Like, not, like, nah, not really feeling it anymore. But, like, back in the day?
1: That's mine. Ice cream? How could you not say no to ice cream? I defy anyone Dude, it's not so hard, to man. be miserable and eat ice cream at the same <laughs> time. Oh, it's impossible
0: It's about, it literally it is the dessert that will make you happy Yeah, it's, it's happy food it, it was i was so funny i met somebody and they're like yeah i don't like vanilla ice cream or apple pie i go so you're basically a terrorist because those are the two most american things you could probably yes, eat
1: apple pie and ice cream yeah yes. oh my god <laughs> you better check his credentials
0: <laughs> we need wait before we continue this friendship I need to do a background check on you. Is that okay? Can you just yeah. sign these waivers real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you see something, say something. Important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need ice cream or, or apple pie. Yeah. Uh, not really trying to affiliate myself with terrorists. So no. you're going to have to go stand on the other side of the room and we're not affiliated anymore. You have
1: the FBI coming through your door. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they're listening. It's, it's funny because I'll whisper Illuminati every once in a while. Do you, do you believe in the Illuminati?
1: No, <laughs> never heard
0: of it. I never <laughs> heard of it. There you go. The uh, Napoleon Hill. <laughs> um, but ha- so you got into funeral directing, yes, from trying to find, I guess, another source of income. And Boilers wasn't because obviously Boilers weren't cutting it. That, that was a short side. Oh, I want to hear the whole story. If you so the whole story.
1: it started. Let's see. I have a friend, Kenny. Okay, we grew up together, used to bike ride everywhere. That's what we did, you know, mm-hmm. and um. He had he originally came from the Inwood area, and his dad and his brothers, he's from one of these Italian families, there's five of them. When, okay. he, when he was 12 years old, he already had a 30-year-old brother. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a lot of
1: years. Like, he had a nephew that was as old as he was, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so my friend Kenny, his family did the bit. They worked in the funeral industry in Inwood. Okay. So, they did the removals at night, and they helped out, you know, working mm-hmm. the door. Maybe they carried sometimes. So he already had a mind for the business. Mm-hmm. So he was a, a year older than me. I was in 11th grade. He was in 12th. And I'm walking down the hallway of the East Islip Union Free High School. And Kenny gets me in the hallway, Greg, Greg, you got to hear me out. And this Kenny's a big schemer. He always, we got to have a business. He wanted to do a landscaping business. He wanted yeah. to call it Deller, DeLuca Muller. Okay. So Del, with Dell Landscaping, we'll make tons of money. I'm like, Kenny, you're crazy. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so he gets me in the hallway this time. He goes, there's a school in the city. 18 months will be finished. We'll get our director's licenses. We'll be millionaires. And I went, Kenny, you're crazy. Stop. Yeah. I was like, people think I'm weird already. To be already. a funeral director. To be a funeral director. Okay. Yeah, 18 months school. It's a trade school. Okay. It exists. It's for real. It's yeah, Coleman, yeah, Ballester. yeah. I said, you're crazy. I'm not going to do that. People think I'm weird already. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to look into it, whatever. And it, it was just another scheme and he moved on to something else. Uh-huh. He, stood, he, he opened up a tow truck company, whatever the case may be. Um. So. A year after that, they had an occupational class in my school. Okay. They teach about different professions, and they didn't cover funeral directing, but there was a handout, mm-hmm. and you know, I had a guy in a suit sitting on the, you know, picture of him in a suit, and they broke down what the responsibilities were, and the, the salary was like $35,000. Mm-hmm. So back in 1989, I was like, wow, that's not bad. Yeah. I make pretty good money. Um, that following summer, I had an uncle that passed away. Mm. He died he was a he drove really fast. he drove trucks for a living, and my dad did too <laughs> okay um he he was due to about ninety five he's in West Virginia lost his brakes and right right into a ravine oh. dead on impact um they flew him back to Ohio where his common law wife was mm-hmm. and my dad, my brother and I drove all the way to Ohio, picked my aunt up from the airport, went to the funeral home to make the arrangements. My dad and my aunt went inside, and i am trying to make it as quick as possible. No, no, take your time, man. I want to hear the whole thing. They made the arrangements. My uh-huh. dad came out with my aunt, knocked on the <laughs> window, rolled down the window with a little Hyundai accent. What's <laughs> up, dad? Hey, listen, guys, you know, in my family, we cremate. That's typically what yeah, we yeah. do. We're not having any visitation for Uncle Bill's and Uncle Bill. If you mm-hmm. want to see him, now is going to be your only opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I have to warn you, he's in really bad shape. My brother looked at me. I looked at him. He goes, Let's go. Let's go look. Mm -hmm. So we went inside. He was on the metal table like you see in a lot of the horror movies. I had a sheet over him, but he was missing half his jaw. His arm from here and this leg was missing. He was in bad shape. Yeah. The sight of him didn't bother me. Mm. The loss bothered me, but to see him that way didn't. that's when I said, wow, this is something I could do Mm -hmm. because I'm not – I had – I was able to objectify and say, you know, this is a dead person Yeah, and and this is – this is the state of matter that he's in. It. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know. Not, I wasn't repulsed at all. My brother, of course, didn't help because he's standing next to me singing Taps, mm-hmm. right? Because he can't help himself yeah. to be a jackass. So th- that's when I made the the conscious decision to look further into the industry. Mm-hmm. While I was doing that, I was doing boiler work. I did landscaping, um, and then finally, after yeah, the recession hit, I said that's it I gotta I gotta go to school I tried stuff at community college right out of mm-hmm. high school No good no. wasn't it wasn't well, kind cut of, yeah no yeah. I, I wasn't interested I wanted to work outside I want to work with my hands mm-hmm. um, but once I set my mind on becoming a funeral director that was it it was straightforward and uh, I haven't looked back since one thing I did mm-hmm. learn though it's not about the person that passed away it's not about that gruesome side of the business mm-hmm. it's about helping families get through that difficult time because mm-hmm. not everybody is able to cope I had the coping mechanism in place already, you know, Yeah. not everybody has it. And now the funeral home, we got to get the family from point A to point B Mm. and with as seamless as possible. So when they come out at the end, everything's taken care of and they're, they're able to move on and do what they need to do to kind of live their life. It's not easy, but that's what happens. There's all kinds of circumstances too that arise.
0: God damn. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, and they just went out and were like, "Hey, I'm going to be a funeral director, funeral director." Yeah, yep. That's pretty crazy. I considered being a mortician for a little while.
1: You did? That. Yeah, you I was like, "Ah, oh,
0: this would be a pretty cool in job," and I, uh, you know, really would never be out of a job ever. No, I mean, now it's funny because we always talk about. I, I I shouldn't say we. I always talk about it with like my tech friends. I'm like, there's probably a chance that like my generation will never die. Because technology will progress far enough that people will stop dying.
1: I was at a presentation, um, and this woman speaker, her name was Amy K. Hutchins, I think her name is. She wrote a book. Okay. She said that this, that she heard, obviously I'm not to make this up, but mm-hmm. there are children being born today mm-hmm. that will live to be 150 years old. Yep. Because of technology and the ability to preserve life. Yeah, she only gets 150? That's what that's what the statistics say based upon I guess some really? certain metrics yeah but that's crazy I would have guessed I would mm-hmm. guess it would
0: never die like the kids born kids being born today I think they have a serious a serious
1: opportunity to never die I see I see how that could happen because the the body is going to degrade no matter what as things age they start yeah. to fall apart Why would I would
0: not even want my body anyway but I've got I, a mechanical body
1: exact nanotechnology it's all there man it's just yeah. a
0: matter of time That always freaks me out too though I'm like <laughs> what I Wanna live forever?
1: I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. Philosophical. <laughs> I like this.
0: But yeah, it's always something we toy around. People are like, oh you know, it must suck to be like an amputee. I'm like, yeah, it probably does, but like it's not gonna suck in a couple more years. Like why you say that? I'm like, do you ever see uh a- was it Captain America, the Silver Knight, or whatever it is, the guy with the, the mechanical arm?
1: The Winter Soldier. Oh, the Winter
0: Soldier. That's what it is. Yes. I've seen that movie, too. I should know that. It's a good But one. how crazy would it be to just be able to be like, oh, I'm just going to pick this car up. Like, I have a mechanical arm that I could throw. That'd I could awesome. lift, you know, to track the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I could
1: just lift and the tractor trailer. There would be no more traffic if I was driving. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just get out of the way. <laughs> but, like, we're not too far off
1: from that. No you know, the way things are going.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, you got the military using exo exoskeletons now. The the advanced um you know, the I don't want to say body armor, but it's you know, it attaches to your wrist, attaches to your arm. You could run I mean they're they're making people run hundreds of miles in in a day because they can, It's like the Avatar when they get yeah, into those. Yeah, suits. it's literally just like that. Like we're not far. Or the Tom
1: Cruise that. movie. What the heck was that?
0: Oh, uh Day After Ed, Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of
1: I like that movie. That was great. Yes. Great. <laughs> Great movie. I agree.
0: Um, but yeah, like we're not too far off from where that's just gonna be like an uh, and the crazy like that's military grade right now. Wait till it's cons- consumer
1: based. That's gonna be insane.
0: And like we have the Hololens. That was a big thing with uh, Microsoft. Where it's it's AR augmented reality. So you can have oh you know if I want to use a computer I just Make I just tell Hollins to make a computer it links to whatever computer I need. It just it just virtually sits right there. I tap on my desk, and then all the all the uh, I don't say thought because it's not the right term, but all the processing is done either in the cloud or in the headset. It's incredible. And you don't even need the computer anymore. Like oh you know I want to watch TV. You just throw a TV on the wall, and oh I want to watch a hundred inch TV. You just pinch the edges. Like, if if you've ever seen it, um, like Google Glass was was huge. It's like, I'm like, wow, we are on the cusp of like incredible things. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. But it's always something I talk about where I'm like, there's a pretty good chance we may not die.
1: And then you would, no one would ever need my services. (laughs) And I would be in a recession again. (laughs) What am I going to do with myself? (laughs) um, So now I got another question for you. Where, what does
0: a funeral director do? And what are the parts of a funeral, um, I don't want to say home, but like a hierarchy? Okay, so... Because I know nothing about this other than people die, they go there, and some things happen, and then they go get buried. The
1: the, the New York state law requires that you have a funeral director handle any type of disposition except when there's uh, do, donation of human remains, because then sometimes a the donor network handles the disposition, mm-hmm. typically through a funeral home, believe it or not. Mm. But so for any, whether it be a burial on the ground, cremation, entombment, shipping out of state, you need a funeral director's license in order to be able to do that. Mm, So the aspects of what the funeral home does, um, they employ funeral directors like myself. Mm. Uh, We're able to transfer human remains, which also need some type of registration with the state. Um, We take care of the preparations or the embalming. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't need to be licensed to do that. You have to be a student or a licensed director. So so
0: you can embalm people. Yes. Oh, that's weird.
1: It's different. Yeah. You've done it. It's an ends to justify the means. Yes, I've done it. I've done it often. Awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, yes.
0: That's pretty crazy.
1: So before I became an advanced planning counselor, it's what I do now. Mm-hmm. So I meet families before the time of need mm-hmm. to help them prepare for the future, whether it be a short window of time or many, many, many years. It doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference. It's just easing the burden off your loved ones, making decisions for yourself. For 10 years, I was I did at-need, what we call at-need funeral directing. So after someone passed away, I took care of every aspect of handling the disposition, burial, mm-hmm. cremation, chip out, whatever it may be. So um embalmings, uh, it's necessary. The funeral requires it if you're going to have an open casket. Mm-hmm. Um, So you need to know what to do, and you need to do it well because mm-hmm. with... You you only get one chance to do it, right? You can't, there's no do over. You can't hit the reset switch. Mm, So it's very important. And now we're dealing with grieving families who have entrusted us with something extremely valuable to them, their loved one. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. So it, it, it means a lot. There's uh, it's an important vocation. Um, some consider it's like a necessary evil, Mm -hmm. but there's there are plenty of families that see the value in what occurs. It's so difficult dealing with death. Um, Mm -hmm. People have so many paradigms about it. They're, they don't want to talk about it. I mean, I'm, I deal with generations of people where there's no planning in place because they don't want to talk about it. And they just leave all that difficult stuff for the loved ones to deal with. And it, it just keeps on – the cycle keeps on going and going because now mom and dad didn't want to talk about it. And now the kids got to handle it. And they don't want to talk about it. They're dealing with it at a time when they shouldn't be dealing with it. Then they do it to their kids, and it goes on and on and on. Ah, so it's
0: a that's rel- re- a never-ending cycle. Yes,
1: vicious, vicious cycle.
0: Mm. So Very interesting.
1: Um, I didn't that. A funeral director cannot operate without being employed by a funeral home, or have some type of. You can have your own funeral home, where you have to work for somebody. Mm-hmm. So you can't just be some rogue guy working out of his hat, picking up dead bodies and doing whatever you want. So um, you have to have work under a funeral home that has a registration number with the, the state. Yeah. So those those are like the inner workings. Um, how the law sets it up to protect people Mm -hmm. um you know from bad things happening from people who who are in the business for the wrong reason which happens everywhere you go it's unfortunate that's crazy
0: yeah so how many do you so do you have a mortician also like in a funeral home like i there's
1: no in new york state there's no designation okay so i mean some states you know you can be the, uh, you do your removal guy mm-hmm. and the other guy, he's the embalmer. And then they have the mm-hmm. funeral director who meets the families, doesn't deal with the dead bodies. Okay. So, but New York state, there's no designation. So you do everything. We're, we go to school, um, to learn everything. And then you have to, I went to NASA community college, mm-hmm. two your school, got my associate's degree in mortuary science. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Yeah. I had to do, I had to take a national board examination. So 48 states are recognized by the national board.
0: Oh, you know what, what states aren't?
1: Colorado and California. Okay. So all the other states recognize it. So if I ever wanted to be licensed in that state, I'd have to pass the national board. Mm-hmm. You have to do a one-year residency with a licensed funeral firm. Okay. And then you have to take a state law examination. Wow. So it's it's almost like a four-year process. So That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It is crazy, but it's important because – I mean, when I started going to school, goth was just starting out, uh, and all these kids were coming with the big, the trench coats and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. black painted fingernails, yep, yep. and they're like, "I love death. I'm going to be a funeral director. This is the perfect job for me." Mm-hmm. And the school is pretty savvy. They want to collect your money, so you don't see your first cadaver until your third semester. Mm. So we got a year of tuition, and <laughs> this has been. Smart. (laughs) Very smart. Yes. So now the college is going to blacklist me, but for sale. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? Um, (laughs) I'm already licensed. What do you (laughs)
0: need? I've already done
1: my time. Time for
0: somebody. Good luck to everybody
1: else listening to this. So that third semester, uh, fifty percent dropout rate. That's crazy. Because the reality is, they cannot handle it. Mm. So so few people can, and then as you go on, it drops another fifty percent graduation.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, so out of 60 students, maybe 20 will graduate. Pretty crazy.
0: So other than the cadaver part, is is going to school to be a funeral director difficult? Like you're not, I mean, difficult is a very relative term, but like you're not dealing
1: with quantum physics. <laughs> no. It's a lot of core classes. Um, okay. The anatomy and physiology is very important. Obviously, okay. you need to know how to get a drop of blood from your toe to your heart. So, mm. this is what they teach you, all the bones in the body because restructuring. There's um reconstructive art. There's a lot of different things that you wouldn't normally go to school for. Oh, that that's specific. pretty interesting. Yeah, So
0: Reconstructive art. Yes. Mm. Let that one sink in, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> so, uh,
1: you, sometimes, you know, the, there are circumstances where someone is not viewable, but the family needs to see that person for the closure. Uh, and now uh, we have to do everything necessary to try to recreate that physical appearance, that how the family remembers the person. Oh and that's God. a true art. It really is. I have some skill, but there are some guys out there, it's incredible what they're able to do. Truth that's me. insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because people just die not peacefully most of well, the time. No. Yeah, most of the time. Um, damn, reconstructive art. Oh God, that's just freaking me <laughs> out of thinking about it. Like I think I'd be cool with like everything other than that, mainly because the person's dead. I'd almost rather than be alive. I feel I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Is there a lot of blood when you're?
1: Not really. Really? Yeah, because the all the blood settles. Yeah. So I mean, immediately after death. Yeah. The blood will flow. Uh huh. But um, usually at the funeral home, we don't see them right away. Uh. Typically not. Unless the, you know it's if someone's on hospice, uh-huh. we take them right from the home to the funeral home. Oh, I gotcha. And this is brutally honest podcast. Yeah, so don't, I'm, yeah, I'm don't, hold, honest. yeah don't hold anything back. People, it, it. They're still warm, you know, when you get in them, and then it's it's um the blood flows. Otherwise, typically it um it doesn't. It just pulls
0: up. And what do you? It, it
1: settles for? to the. It settles to the I, ask,
0: Do you have to like cut out cut a hole and let
1: the blood drain, or? Yes. Yeah, so the. What we have to do is we have to have an injection point and a drainage point mm. so when you we use the the venous system, the arterial system mm-hmm. to push the blood or the uh, formaldehyde, which is a preservative and a disinfectant okay. through the body I got. You. So the pressure of the fluid going going in mm-hmm. pushes that that sanguous fluid out
0: mm.
1: that's the whole process. and then we have to treat cavities, which is a separate ordeal.
0: What do you mean cavities?
1: Uh, like the, the uh, viscera, the, yeah, the yeah. stomach region, the lungs, because the, the blood doesn't flow through everything,
0: uh, so
1: we have to make sure everything's treated properly. Damn. Yeah. Now,
0: that's wild. Yeah, sorry if anybody just got, like, grossed out, but I find this extremely
1: interesting. This is the Brutally Honest yeah, Podcast. It's my goddamn
0: show. I want to learn about yes. this stuff. Uh, <laughs> damn. So, now, the formal. so you put the formaldehyde in there, um... How long does the body take to break down once it's buried then?
1: Well, it's hard to say because I'm not digging people up and checking them out. I right, would hope not. But there are <laughs> definitely studies that have um, – Oh, I forgot the name of it. Something field. Mm-hmm. It's in the North Carolina region, I'm pretty sure. But they do all these testings where they prepare a body, bury it in mm-hmm. different circumstances to see the decomposition rate. A lot of it is for like CSI investigations yeah. so they can determine – um, you know, oh. rate of decomposition for different scenarios.
0: Pretty crazy. It's pretty I crazy. I thought about that.
1: The, but the human body, after you die, immediately starts to break down. Yes. Within 24 hours, rigor mortis sets in and leaves yes. the body. But it's our...
0: You guys we, have to get them before rigor mortis sets in, right?
1: Usually doesn't happen. But rigor mortis with, sets in and leaves the body within 24 hours. So what happens is the pH level of the body rises, and that's what causes the tension. Uh-huh. But then the pH low, um, level drops, so now it's just a matter of.
0: Listening. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just know I know what ring of mortis is. I was an EMT for three years, and in that they kind of teach you about it, but you never know what happens after. That's very interesting. I never knew that.
1: So the yeah, as well as an EMT, it's the bacteria in your body. Yeah, well, immediately you, takes yep, over. It's absolutely. Like, boom. It's like oh, Damn. this a open. It's a playground now. Yeah, yeah. Over. So. Damn, um, <laughs> that's insane.
0: I would have never guessed that. So you're getting the body sometimes 24, 48 hours after?
1: Depending on the circumstances, yeah. Interesting. Yep. So the hospitals, if you pass away in the hospital, they're not going to release right away. They have to prepare the person, bring them to the morgue, get all the paperwork done, find a doctor, sign the death certificate. Then we're able to go and take care of it. Mm-hmm. Also, the hospitals, they have to give the donor network the right of first refusal. So the donor network, they look to harvest corneas. The long bones of the body and the huh. skin, and they have the they have the I don't know if it's the privilege I don't know if that's the right word, but they get to call the family and request you know any donations if the family would like to do that. Mm. After that, then the hospital can release. That's, I gotcha. that's how it usually goes. So
0: if they take, let's say they take bones or cornea and stuff like that, um, not that anybody's really laying in a in a cask with their eyes open, but like. As far as reconstructive goes, like how do you re- how would that even go about if like they take a bone or something?
1: It's pretty wild, but it's um, I you know, I'm I asking
0: think, a lot of questions, but I'm super interested. I
1: feel the need to spare some of the details, but <laughs> there are incisions there that we have to open up and okay. we have to treat the tissue directly.
0: Oh, so okay. we
1: can't inject because the, the venous system is completely destroyed uh-huh. um, where the bone was taken out. so we, we treat directly and then we have to resuture. Gotcha. They're, they, what they do is they take a bone out, but they put a structure in place. Okay. So it's That's kind of what
0: I figured, but yeah. I wasn't
1: sure. The donor network does that. We don't have to do that. Oh, okay. So no. at least we have something to work with. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Wow. And then, so if you die and you want to get cremated, do you just have your... Like, how does that go about then?
1: Um. Well, direct we... All funeral homes offer a service called direct cremation, Okay. where that's all we're doing is picking the person up, uh-huh. we're transferring them into our care. Uh-huh. We'll take care of all the arrangements necessary to facilitate the cremation. Uh-huh. We'll put them in a rigid container. We'll bring them to the crematory. That's all the involvement of the funeral home. Typically, we get the cremated remains back within 24 hours to three days. Okay. Um, Maloney's. I work for Maloney Funeral Home. I don't think I've ever said that since we've been on the radio. Yeah, it's but a good time to plug them. We do have we do have our, do have our <laughs> own crematory, so. For all Maloney families who are given preferential treatments, a 24-hour service, we get the cremator remains back, mm. and then the family is able to pick them up, either in a, the temporary container, they can purchase and earn. So, um, yeah, cremation is, is on the rise. More families are choosing cremation over burial. Um, as In the coming years, it's going to increase, so that's what we're seeing.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to be cremated. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Cremate me and throw me somewhere where you're not supposed to. There you look, go. Like the bag, in case anyone's listening. Um, <laughs> but no that's that's pretty crazy I would have never guessed like all this all this stuff and then after it's all said and done the burial happens and it's just alright time time for the next person to die
1: I guess I yeah. know that's
0: terrible terrible way of saying it yeah it's alright but it's gonna happen
1: it's the nature of our business I mean yeah. we're not waiting for people to die we're, we're just acting upon the death we're there to serve so yeah
0: that's crazy yeah that's the coolest thing and like um, and you said the donor network because I'm I'm a donor, so I'm curious. The donor network at the hospital will take the harvest the the stuff. Or they, they...
1: there's two different scenarios. So if you you have your driver's license, you put it in the back. Yeah. I want to donate. So they'll 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 harvest um, live organs. Okay. So like uh, anything that's viable. Okay. Depending on your health condition, so they want to get your heart. They want to get your lungs. Yeah. Kidney, any viable tissue that they can use. So mm-hmm. that's prior to dying. So you're in a, maybe a comatose state. Mm-hmm. And now the doctor's saying, well, he said he wants to be a donor, mm-hmm. you know, so let's see what we can harvest from him while he's still alive. Because you can't harvest the heart after someone passes away. You, it won't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's no um, regeneration or. Oh, so that's, that's like
0: that. the hey, this is what we're doing.
1: Yes. So, uh. so post mortem, after someone passes away, uh. the donor network. Has the right of first refusal to find out if they can harvest the corneas, the long bones and the skin
0: cool. are those all like popular things that people need? yes, I assume yeah okay.
1: yep,
0: Wow, that's pretty wild,
1: yeah, a lot of bone grafting they do and things like that with the bones, so mm. it's um it's good stuff, it goes to a good use
0: no absolutely no yeah, that, would definitely have that, have that, that
1: pound of flesh with uh will Smith
0: mm-mm.
1: he kind of plans out his own death and then donates he plans out how he's going to donate all his organs so it's, ah. it's pretty wild, profound movie
0: interesting yeah very strange <clears throat> um that's so wild that that's well like what goes because i have no idea i just know that that's where like it all goes down
1: so you you're considering being a donor so you would be okay Oh, i'm already a
0: donor yeah absolutely yeah t- yeah take everything dude help the next Whatever person help yeah help.
1: by all means it's an incredible if I'm, yeah if
0: i'm like on the edge of death take the heart. go for it man like i'm if i'm that excuse me that fucked up take it all. like you utilize it for the next guy. I know I'm done. And I don't want to live my life with nothing that I could do on my own. Good stuff. Yeah. That's one thing I always think about. I'm like, if, uh, cause I, um, I always see people like, they always do dumb stuff. Like you see, like I shouldn't say dumb stuff, but like cliff diving and stuff like that. Definitely not the most safe. No, but like just get it over with. Just kill me. Like, don't <laughs> like, I tell people I'm like terrified of heights to a certain point. Like the, the 30 to like 75 foot range. Uh, terrified of <clears throat> actually it's probably a little bit lower than that it's probably like 20 foot to like 75 foot range because i know if i fall i am gonna live a very painful <laughs> life for the rest of my and I'm like i'm not not really a fan like if i'm done so yeah like and uh yeah i have a heartbeat just take it bro <laughs> help the next guy man I'm, i live my life i'm done <laughs> but that's i mean i have crazy philosophy but like you know, twenty feet. I'm like, hey, ah, you know, if I, you know, break a break a leg, that's not that bad. You know, right. break, blow out a knee, that's okay. But like, hundred seventy five foot and up, probably gonna die. Yeah, and gonna if I'm going for, well for it, I know I'm gonna go head down anyway. Like, yeah, just get it over with. Like, don't don't try to save me. Like, no. just let it go. Take what you yeah. can. Be happy. I lived a good life. I knew I was probably doing something dumb.
1: So like all these adrenaline junkies that do the, the yeah. most insane things possible. The swirl yeah. suits. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean and when I jump jumped in. out
0: of a plane, I was just like, dude, if this thing I told the guy, I was like, if this thing doesn't pull face head down like <laughs> I, I bet I
1: better die. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, you want to do your own thing? Go for it. Unlatch me. See you later. But like, I'm going head first. I don't want to do this whole I have to live with like one arm and I'm in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Not about that. And I am mentally disabled for the most part
1: yeah that's a tough go yeah I'm just just take it all man yeah that's i can i mean your parents having to deal with you don't want that no yeah like to, I, yeah because they want to preserve you and that's what they're innately they were like yeah. we have to keep him alive that's my son yeah and no, meanwhile dude. there's there's nothing there it's just, just pull an pull empty shelf yeah yeah
0: if there's no man yeah. behind the curtain <laughs>
1: done LA.
0: <laughs> yeah i just uh, you know I, I think and it's crazy i think about i shouldn't say I think about it a lot but i'm like that ever happens like oh, that's like not a way i want to live some people hey you know if that's up for if that's what you want to do but like me
1: have you ever put yourself at at risk purposefully well aside from skydiving that's that's a little crazy
0: yeah of, of what dying yeah i mean and then every said day? what the hell was i thinking Every day. Every <laughs> every day. Driving.
1: That's long island traffic yeah. for you.
0: The motorcycle, skydiving, there's plenty of other dangerous activities that I'd like to do. You like to ride. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Long island scary shit
1: though. No, it's the, I've I've rode for many years. I got T boned and that was it. <sighs> I wrecked my bike and I was like, ah yeah. I'm done. Yeah, no, I'm just But I would still ride. Do you? I would get on a bike, yeah, heck yeah. Oh. It's it's no feeling like it in the world. Right? The
0: call of the wild. People like people like do you had a motorcycle. I'm like yeah. They're like dude, you're crazy. I'm like I know. It's fucking. It's the coolest thing in the world, man. It's like you, there's no description. Like it's the same thing. Uh, have you ever skydived? No. Oh.
1: And I'm, I'm terrified really.
0: heights, but I'm like all right. Like it's do or die, and you're up in that plane. And he's like all right, one foot out the plane, and I'm like Dang all it. right. I go. This could go great or terrible, and this crazy dude is, I'm like, no spins. I don't do good with that. Like, (laughs) I I get sick while I'm I'm looking down, driving. I get motion sickness (laughs) when I'm on a boat. Like, don't do the spins, man. Just, I want to direct. Flight down there. That's it. <laughs> you want to like bring me up, and you want to do like slow circles? Cool. Don't be doing any of this. <laughs> Fling me around like a ragdoll. Not into it because you're gonna wear all my throw up because I'm gonna, gonna turn my head and just yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna wear it for being an asshole. And uh, yeah, that was crazy. And I hit the ground like a ton of ton of bricks. Oh, it was great. Well, it didn't yeah, break anything. It was just... No, no. But he, um... <laughs> I didn't really listen, so. Well, like, coming down, and right when, like, you're, like, 10, 15, not even, like, 10, 5 to 10 feet off the ground, you, I think you pull the handles, and it kind of, like, glides you up a little bit, and then you kind of drop, kind of like what a, I don't want to say what a plane does, but it's, like, you come up, and then you land slowly, but, like, at the bottom, I was just like, I can hit the ground. <laughs> and I'm a big dude. Yes. And the dude strapped my back like 100 pounds. So we stopped pretty abruptly. And I just planted my feet like they belonged in the earth. And just, boom. And he was just like, why did you put your feet down? And I was like, I thought we were landing. Didn't know that we were going to do this whole little hands. hover thing. He's like, oh, I said we were going to hover. I go, yeah, we were two feet off the ground. I Thought that was the hover. Like, I didn't think we were going to go up again. So I plant my feet into the ground. Stop us like, 10 miles an hour. Just boom. And he, like, unlatches himself from me, and I'm white as a ghost. Because this dude was doing those, like – he wasn't slinging me around that much, but it was still enough to, like – Definitely don't feel good in the sky. Like, still a 1,000 feet up. Yeah. His stomach is not doing so pretty. I could go for some Pepto right now. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, why does it go? And I just stood there, like, sweating profusely because my stomach was so, like, in knots. And my friend's like, you okay? And I was just like, I just need a minute. I got to recoup. Yes. I don't do good with this whole motion <laughs> thing, but other than that, it was sick. Would you do it again? Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Awesome. In a heartbeat. I wanted to get my, uh, my skydiving license in the worst way. The only problem is it's so expensive in Long Island to get it. It's like by the time you it's all said and done, it's like $10,000 because you have to pay for all – you have to pay – it's like 15 jumps. The first four or five are with instructors that are – you have Very to go to two instructors, yeah, and then the, the other five or six are with one instructor. So you got to pay this instructor to go up there. Then you got to pay for the plane and all that stuff, and then you got to jump. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then <clears throat> great. So you finished. You still got to pay to get up there. It's like $25 a jump, and that's not including rental gear. So it's still like fifty, seventy five dollars a jump. It ain't cheap no. unless you have your own stuff. If you have your own stuff. You know, $25 a jump isn't that bad. You know, you want to hang out and jump four times a day. You know, it's 100 bucks. Okay. So, like, you go to other places because there's only – you're only jumping for, like, three, four months here. Because, like, 10,000 feet up, gets cold.
1: I can imagine. In yeah. like
0: Unless it's the prime of summer, and even then. You're like, still cold? Yeah, we, were, we did it. I think we did it in August. I believe it was, yeah, it was for my birthday. And, yeah. like, 10,000 feet up, that door opens, and you're like, eh, all right. <laughs> it's definitely not 80 degrees up here. <laughs> and then I was just like, I can't do it. But then I know people that left the state, and they're jumping, you know, 10 times a day. The instructors, you know, they're not – paid as much okay. because they're jumping all of the time That's more frequently yeah like these jumpers come here for three four months and they just work a ton in those three four months you know they're soaking up the ot where there you know oh yeah i work my 40 hours but i work all year round like you're jumping Huge all difference. the time so you, so you're not paying that premium for it and like the weather's always good so they can sell they can have people coming all of the time
1: so it's, it's more economical yes not New York is expensive no, because yeah. there's less opportunity. You Pay more. Yeah, you big pay time. At a premium. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always said I would skydive, but now at 46, I'm like, you know what? I might not do that. I can yeah. I can pass on that?
0: One thing that scares the hell out of me though is the people that live after skydiving accidents. I'm like, ah, oh, just Look <laughs> out, man. Some of them are like pretty okay too, most of the time. Maybe break a bone or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, but if I, yeah. Just
1: lights out, man. Just call it a day. I mean, That's whatever. If I break an ankle,
0: cool. But, like, you can pump, with that. if I hit pretty hard,
1: just... Broken back, Forget yeah. the cold. not for damage. an hour or two. Yeah, no, just
0: no. let it just fizzle out and, and call it a day.
1: So you work the ambulance?
0: I didn't work an ambulance, no. I probably would never. Uh... So
1: you for, work for the fire department? Yeah. You volunteer. Volunteer, say, not yeah, work. volunteer. Which department? Uh,
0: Bayport. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice little town. Yeah. Uh, my, my four square miles of territory. <laughs> but firefighting is cool, man. You know, there's definitely some times where you're like, this is not good at all, but we are got to do it anyway. And then other times you're like, this is the craziest shit ever. We're going in there. Yes. And like you guys are like nomad Vikings going in there. You're like, this is not. And like you're obviously all trained to do a certain task and everybody's assigned a certain task. But there's definitely been times where um, you sit there and you're like, we got to go right now because stuff is getting bad real quick. And that's always the craziest thing. Like you got to bring like a new guy in. And like the new guy doesn't really know a lot of stuff or doesn't know how to do things. You need experience, yeah. And like not a bad thing. You got to – Trial by fire, That's literally, the, yeah. The, the definition of it. But like we, uh, we went in one time. Yeah, heavy
1: rescue ladder company.
0: Um, uh, I'm in hose company, so we're okay. engine, engine. But we, we run. It doesn't matter whatever truck you get on is kind of the operations that you end up performing. So we got to be pretty well versed. But you know, we went in. I think it was. I think this was in training. But uh, because the training buildings that you're in are made of concrete, because they're
1: obviously designed not to
0: burn. Yeah, so we um, keep rebuilding them. Yeah. So the, mm-hmm. the we were on stairs. And the stairs are made out of like metal grates, okay. almost. You know, like when you go over uh, the bridges over uh, like near Jones Beach. Yes. That have like they're like that. It's kind of like that. Um. So obviously the water can flow through, but we were sitting on the stairs and I look at my buddy Chris. I'm like, Yo, we gotta move. Like it's getting hot, and it doesn't help that the instructors are spraying like diesel fuel. <laughs> On the fire to make it outrageously hot. And, like, when you f- – and I'm pr- and we're all pretty good with heat. But, like, I was like, it's getting hot, dude. Like, we got to start moving. And then we got, like, a newbie. And it's like, we can't just fly down these stairs. you just got to, like, learn to go back down just in case. Like, we all know that they're metal stairs. But, like, when you're going into a building, like, you have to go down a certain way because, God forbid, there's not a step there. You don't want to go through the floor. Which and, could happen. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> the guys go through the floor. I don't want to say all the time, but it happens. And then – you know, the fire just got that much more serious because you have somebody in the, f- the floor of the basement. Sometimes the basement is the worst spot to be in. Right.
1: So there's no getting out. Yeah. It's so you can everything definitely not. Yeah.
0: Um, the volunteer life is pretty crazy because like some days like you come home from work and you're like ah, I'm shot. And then it's like, oh, somebody's dying you or somebody's go. house is on fire. It's like, it's a calling. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely, you know, you lose, you learn, you lose a lot of stuff, but you gain a lot too. Like you, sometimes you got to leave during something pretty important. Yeah. And other times you're like, all right, you know, I got to weigh my options. Is Sally lose sick grandma worth me stopping a stopping studying for a final that I have to pass tomorrow? Can somebody else going to be there? Am I going to feel bad if I don't go? Like, as you get older, it's tougher and tougher. When I was a, I don't say kid, but when I was younger, it was just like, like you're go 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 go. And now it's like, we got to pump the brakes, man. Like you got a lot of work to do on everything. You know, you got to. I don't want to say pick and choose because you're. Just, try to go to everything, but it's like, you know, if somebody's having stomach pains as an EMT, there's not really much <laughs> you can do for that. Uh, Just get
1: them to the hospital. So it's like, what am I going to do? I I, um, I I interviewed with the Quorum Fire Department mm. uh, before I got separated and left the area. I was seriously considering becoming a fireman. And um, what they told me was uh, in certain areas of Quorum, mm. they used the ambulance as uh, transportation to the hospital. Yes. So for the stupidest little thing, they have to respond, mm-hmm. so the person gets a ride to the hospital for the, you know a splinter in their foot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm no, not. No, you're not it, wrong. It's like ridiculous. Yep,
0: that's definitely a real thing, <laughs> and that's why I never would ride on an ambulance. Okay. Guy, give those guys a lot of props because ninety percent of it, it's like ninety five percent of it is usually BS. Not knocking what they do because what they do is pretty serious, but like the calls that they get. Like, you still have to go. They called
1: 911. Yes. You can't but not respond.
0: My buddy just came, uh, showed me a thing. and oh, It was on the news. More people are calling Uber to get to the hospital for BS stuff than they are amb- ambulances now, which is crazy. That's cool. Because, like, if you have, like, a non-life-threatening thing, like, hey, my, my arm is – like, even if my arm's – excuse me. Even if my arm's broken, if you know, what a, if you know how to do a sling – you just throw in a sling and it doesn't really matter how you get to the hospital. Like you don't need to get oxygen and lay on a stretcher right. to get to the hospital. for Yeah. Man. You're not, you're not really dying, man. Like you may have enough right. time passes or whatever. It's a compound fracture, but
1: like you're probably
0: going to be pretty good, man.
1: Yeah. Just take take an Uber. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a, I have a good friend. Um, my friend Johnny, Uber. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he was at Isla Terrace mm-hmm. and, um, like he was in a house full of smoke. The guy was a hoarder, kept a lot of magazines and stuff. So mm. here they are. Hoarder houses are the worst. Climb he was climbing over things to trying to figure out where to go, and there was an empty spot, and he yep. broke down, broke his ankle. Oh yeah, this is the stuff that you guys have put yourselves yeah. at risk constantly yeah. over the silliest little things. Yep,
0: we had a hoarder house go on fire in uh, Sable, and it, the craziest thing is like when a, when if you're a hoarder, for anyone who's listening, if you're a hoarder you got to start throwing your shit out. <laughs> like, First of all. <laughs> yeah, Just right off the bat, you got to throw, start throwing your shit out. But it was crazy because we got called for RID, Rapid Intervention Team. So we go, all, and we only go in the building if a firefighter's down. Okay. You know, whatever it is, we go in, we get that guy, we pull him out. Like, separate dedicated team for that whenever there's a confirmed building on fire. So we get there, and, you know, turns out this person's house is a hoarder house. The front door barely opens completely. And... The, the fire's upstairs, and you just see one of the fire. And the fi- the fire's not even that big, but you always have to search for extension of fire. So there's a guy on the second floor. I'm like, there's a little bit of sm- smoke, like, coming out of the windows, and he just bashes bolt, like, all four windows out, and, like, that's what we're supposed to do, because we're looking for fire, and you got to clear out the... you got to bring in fresh air to see where the smoke's coming from. Okay. And you just see him throwing shit out the window, like... Chairs and magazines and clo- piles and piles of clothes, mattresses, like the whole room. Like and it's like, oh wow, okay. So he just cleared out a whole like entire bedroom. Just keeps coming. I'm like, and you see the dude in the window. Like it's not like I can't see him. He's going like searching the house for other people's he stuff. Can't go anywhere. Like it's just like, oh my god, the amount of stuff that came out of that. Like there was a mountain. The the amount of stuff that came out of the room the, that room could fill this room. Yeah, it's nasty. Like I was just like, it's
1: a disease. People, like, I don't know how they live like
0: that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm like that's ins-. like he's lo- he's just looking for ex- for where the fire was because it was in that room and they put put it out. And he's just stuff. You had stuff. to, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely everything's done correctly, but it was just like I couldn't believe how much crap he had taken out. Like you know, in a normal <laughs> room, this room goes on fire. You're just gonna soak it down. and Adios. Yeah. But like that was it's just not nuts. A room. I mean, we had, we had a. Um, I love how it's turned into a part source but uh we had a we had a place in uh in Brentwood one of the uh garbage facilities went up okay, and we were literally there for like four like two or three days just a payloader just lifting shit up, spraying it down, moving it, another payloader lifting it up, spraying it down, moving it, you know. Okay, now that stack that they just moved is still smoking. So now it's bringing back. And imagine doing that over the course of two football fields. That's crazy. You know, you got giant tower ladders just literally soaking and soaking and soaking it because you don't want to leave and then it sparks up and you got chemicals and this and that. And they're yeah. like not even a clean burn. So, yeah, it's That's crazy,
1: dangerous. crazy stuff that you so do. you'll go up on the ladder? Yeah, I don't mind. 75 dude. feet up?
0: Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, ladder does Yeah, Sorry. you're latched in. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, yeah. I, I tested that thing. Line. I was awesome. Yeah, I was freaking out the first time. And, like, when I was a probie, they're like, yeah, you got to climb the ladder 100 feet. And I was like, dude, I will do anything to not do I will buy you all the beer in the world, man. Just don't make me do that. Well, they just put me in the
1: bucket and bring me up. Yeah, don't, that's going to cool. make me climb the ladder.
0: No, when you're a probie, you have to climb the ladder. That's oh, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because, like, if you look down, you're like, and all you got is your two hands and your boots, and you're not even in comfortable like running shoes that will be able like you can contour your foot over it you know no. like those boots are rock solid bottoms
1: that gear is heavy too, man I can't imagine yeah yeah, it's not you guys put yourself at risk yeah that's uh I have a fair. friend who's a was a past captain but uh you know, when, when that pager goes off, man, he's he's got a heart on. He's ready to go.
0: Oh, you're itching, yeah, you're itching for it. You're itching for it. Like, and you're always on the prowl too. You're like, because that smoke, Is that smoke I see over there. Oh, dude, that's
1: definitely a comma smoke. Let me find out what's going on in the group chats. It was like five years ago. The. That- on Waiting River Road, the woods caught fire. The the um the pine barrens. Oh, uh-huh, that was good fire. Oh, I was there for that. He was flipping out, man. He's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta. Dude, go. That was that was like going to <laughs> war, man. It you was, can't miss it.
0: I remember that day like the back of my hand. <laughs> we uh, I was supposed to go to work. I was working at Butera's and Save a Little Italian Restaurant. Yeah, yeah, around. I know the place. Beautiful little spot. And it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, and. Uh, You know, we're all talking about – you could see the column of fire – you could see the column of smoke from my firehouse, which was 40 to 50 miles away, if not more, to there – and we're like, yeah, hey, you know, I think we're going. I think we're going. And sure enough, boom, we're going. Got the call. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you throw your gear on, you hop in the back of the truck, and you're in a stump jumper. So you're I like, I love those
1: trucks, dude. They're awesome.
0: Plowing down trees left and right. I love how this <laughs> just went to fire. stories. So it's great.
1: I'm sorry, but I just... no,
0: no, no. It's all good, man. Um, I every once in a while I have a fire department friends on here, so we got to share the stories. But I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, what time you guys think we'll be back? I gotta be at work at 4:30. They're like, uh, you're definitely not going to work. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, we're going to be out here for a couple of hours. And I'm like, at least." all right, I guess I got, how do I, like, how do you call in sick? Like, there's no such thing as calling in sick. Uh, hey, I'm doing 60 miles an hour on the back of a truck where it literally sounds like I'm in a wind turbine, not going to be there. Check the news, going to a fire. Figure it out. Yeah, man. literally talking to the owner, like, not going to be at work. Sorry. Go check the news. That's where I'm going. Bye. And uh, he's like, can you find anybody? I'm like. No, I'm doing 60 miles an hour and I'm in a wind tunnel. No, like I'm like texting people. I'm like, you need to call the uh, call the restaurant. I need you to work for me. I'm going to a fire. Not gonna happen. And uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not gonna happen. And then like it was crazy because like, all right, you pulling up? You know, you got to go through your processing and stuff like that. All right, Bayport. You know, you're in. Okay, how many guys you got? Seven guys. Okay, whatever. So you got to get checked in because this is a long term operation here. Surely, surely. And um, gotta have accountability and stuff like that. God forbid something happens. And. It was like, alright, so you're finally going through, oh, you know, you gotta go this way, now go this way. And then they're like, Alright, no, this is where you're going, this is where it is. Like they got GPS coordinates, the whole nine, like live maps, everything. And you're like, Alright, this is where you're going, this is what you're gonna attack, and you're like, Alright. And then we got off-road and we're like, Alright, good. And then you're still seeing a couple other people. Oh, I'm filling up people, you know, if you need water, come back to me. Okay, sounds good. And then it was like a moment of silence. Like we felt like we were good, and there was a like a wall we went through. And it was just like this is it. Like, the real deal is about to happen. Like, because you're, you're only, you can only transfer this. Like, this doesn't happen a lot either. Like, you don't even have seasoned guys that are like, oh, I've been doing this forever. Like, no, no that doesn't, like, major fires like that don't
1: happen. This is different. It's yeah, not like people almost died that building. day too.
0: And, uh, and like, you're going in and you're, like, now the now it's, like, a haze. Like, you can't see more than 100 yards out. Like, after that, it's just brown like it's weird and you're like all right you'd like try to cover your face because you don't want to breathe in like you're trying to granted it's all natural but you don't want to breathe any of that stuff in right and we have you scout
1: right scout pack
0: no not when you're on that thing no you, no you know you don't have enough air oh, you could be in there for an hour or two if oh, that thing only holds snows. enough air for you know if you're actively moving it could be 10 minutes
1: okay different um, yeah
0: oh totally different and um so you you have, like, you have the hood that you wear, but, you know, you try to put that over your face for a little while at least to yes, progress sir. something. And it was just, like, holy shit. And, like, you're looking at the wall of fire moving. You're looking at, like, you know, the fire coming across. Like, the truck's, like, right next to it. You're, like, spraying it down. You're trying to hit everything because, God forbid, you miss something. You go past it. Somebody doesn't go past for 20 minutes. I could catch and start a whole new branch. So you're trying to hit everything. You got um payloaders knocking down big trees for you to try to create a path. Like it's crazy. You were in it. Oh, it was just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well, thank I, God no one got hurt. No yeah. one lost their life. Maybe and, somebody got hurt, but nobody lost uh, their life.
0: It was crazy too because yeah. I didn't even realize. But my mom was like, a couple months later, mom was like, "You realize you were coughing for a month straight." She's like, "All night long, you'd cough for a month." I was like, "I came, I came back. I blew my nose, black. Oh yeah, C- like coughed up phlegm, black, like for days. I blow my nose and it was just." black. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was coughing all night though. Cause I'd be good. Most of the day cough here and there. And then it was like nighttime. I guess I let loose and it was just all night long. And I was like Whoa. for a month.
1: not serious.
0: Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff.
1: And people do that for a living. Like these guys out in California. Oh, what what I, do, man. In oh I feel stuff.
0: bad for those guys in California. It's man. too much. Like did firefight for that many days. Like they're working 16 hour days. Good luck. Oh my God. Like, I hope uh, nobody died, but, like... It's no, seriously, a, yeah. Like, <clears throat> but, like, just doing that kind of activity to your body for 16 hours and then 8 hours off and 16 hours back on to, to firefight, like, not only are you literally life and death the entire time or most of the time, but, like, just the pack, the water, the, the, the chainsaws, you know, the burn areas that you have to control, the shovel that you got. Like, by the time you carry everything alone, it's like...
1: Holy crap, dude, nuts! Yeah,
0: those guys are like this special insane. Ins and then like fire <laughs> tents if something happens, like just nuts, man, absolutely nuts. Those guys are animals at what they do. It's
1: a lot to it, it's a lot of things you don't even realize. I mean, just being a typical layperson,
0: yeah, yeah, a- yeah. And then you, and then it's funny too because like you always have the conversations with like your friends that are in the fire department. And then you're like, yeah, the civilians. Because nobody knows what it's like to be on the other side. They don't. Like, I could never understand what it would be like to be a funeral director unless right. I shadowed you for a day. But it's, <laughs> like, the exact same way. But it's, like, people are like, oh, you know, this person died. I'm like, oh, how'd they die? And I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, was pretty <laughs> cool. And, like, dude, that's terrible. And I'm like, ah, I mean, yeah, but, like, pretty ridiculous, man. Like, that they got them cut out, whatever. And they 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 got, like, what whatever it is, them. it's just, like,
1: <sighs> So many scenarios. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, like, a, a kinship. Yeah, between firemen and funeral directors, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I never guessed that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we um in our Lake Runconkuma location, mm-hmm. there's the Runconkuma Fire Department, and um they ninety percent of the time they're using our services, mm-hmm. you know, because we know what we're doing the former owner. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the fire department, so oh, okay. Okay. there's a lot of good affiliations, but. It's like an understanding. It's like the, of that calling. Maybe yeah. I don't know what you're involved in, yeah. But you're handling grim situations. Oh yeah, similar course. to what we're doing. Nuts. So it's like a respect, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: yeah it's the opposite side of the coin. It's you the know, opposite it's, side of the coin. You get these people that are rallying all throughout the country, <clears> like, "Oh, <throat> we want this. We want this." It's like, do you even know what people go through for a, for you on a regular basis? No idea. Oh, like that, and not to bring up politics, but like the no standing, people not standing during the Pledge of Allegiance boils my blood.
1: Boils mine too. I blame the networks a lot. I do too. I don't see any reason why they should show that. No, they should. Yeah, but put I mean, the camera on the flag, mm-hmm. sing the Pledge of Allegiance, yeah, and then that's the end of it. So yep. we don't give any attention to the people who are, yeah. who are I mean, doing. they're a media network.
0: That's their goal, but
1: it's just like, of course, but they're helping create the controversy. So yes, I, I, I think I'd there's cut. some serious ethics. I, I'd eliminate the controversy by not addressing it at all. So yeah, yep. you could kneel. The people at the stadium going to see you. So, yeah, you're going to get some attention. That's what you want. That's fine. Uh-huh. But, you know, mainstream America, we don't need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it's crazy how, many how people much they get pissed control. Off. Oh. Yeah. There, I know people that don't watch football anymore, refuse to watch football because of that. Yeah, that's not man. Greatest American sport, you know? <sighs> Super Bowl in that two weeks.
0: Two weeks out, man. Yeah. Two weeks out. Piss the <laughs> pissed the Patriots, man. Pissed.
1: <laughs> there's, and there's, I don't know how they came back. It was I was like they they lost.
0: Am I friends with you on Facebook?
1: I think we might be. Yes, just as of recently. Did yeah. you
0: see my recent Facebook?
1: Oh no. man,
0: it was so good. <laughs> I was watching, giggling like a little schoolgirl, man. There's uh it's uh it's Tom Brady texting the reps, uh, the uh, the refs and it's like, dude, thanks so much, great game, really appreciate you helping me out. Right. And he's like, Yeah, anytime Brady, I'm always there for you, bud. You know that he's like, Yeah, just you know, give me tomorrow. I'll wire I'll you the money. He's like, yeah. thanks. He's like, by the way, tell that one idiot ref you can't celebrate with me because you're going to make it look obvious. <laughs> and just this whole thing. And I was just like, oh, I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, the guy who did this is so good. It's, and it was on time, too. It was like a couple days. It was like a time frame acceptable so close <laughs> to the end of it where I was like,
1: yes. Awesome.
0: And then it's like Brady's sending the video. He's like, tell this idiot you can't do that anymore. And he's like, you too. You come, at, you came over and give me a high five. You can't do that. It's going to make it look obvious. And he's like, look. And then it goes into the Super Bowl. He's like, look, this is what I want for the Super Bowl. Yes. it up. You know, two minutes left. Take care of good old Tom Brady, all right? You know what daddy likes.
1: <laughs>
0: we win the Super Bowl. You get paid. We're all happy. And then we see you next year for the
1: next games. And I was just like, "No, oh, it's so <laughs> true. I know it." I thought they had him beat. I was like, "That's it. It's the end of an era." Oh, and they came back, and I said, itching, "How dude. is this
0: possible?" Itching. Yeah. And then the poor Vikings. I know.
1: That, God, that was damn, embarrassing. I was a,
0: "Oh, that was an embarrassment." I felt Backup so bad, yeah. and they crushed the last game
1: too. It was incredible.
0: And uh, yeah, they just got the floors mopped. with it. I don't even watch football, and that's when you know. When I know the game, it was like you were paying attention. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I work as I work as a bartender on Sunday night. so that's where do you work uh, it's at Five Points Cafe in Sable. Okay. And uh, so, like, it's funny because the bar will pause, and when the bar <laughs> stops for a second, I know something's happening, so I just turn around, and then I get to see the activities that are taking place. Okay. And uh, that, like, cause I don't watch the whole game, but it's I get all the highlights. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, did you see that? I'm like, all right, let's watch the replay. And then everyone's watching the replay. Drinks are slamming. Get everybody a shot. I can't deal with this shit
1: or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, my God. I got to plug my cousin Jared. He's a huge Eagles fan. Okay. So I told him, I said, if the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl, I'll come watch the game with you and I'll root for the Eagles. So. Very noble of you. He's very happy. <laughs> it was 2005 was the last time they were in the playoffs. Yeah. So. God bless him. Yeah, I couldn't believe the, the Vikings. I could not believe
0: that game. And then the last game before that was great, but yeah, and then, goddamn Patriots, man.
1: Yep, they're in it again.
0: That and there's another. There's another meme too, and this is more sexually perverted, but it's okay. <laughs> and it's a, it's a giraffe. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I guess somebody covered a, a steel fence post with some kind of. Whether it's nectar or something like
1: that, the the giraffe was like licking it off. I think I just seen it on ridiculousness.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's definitely on there, and it's like every super, every Patriots fan when Tom Brady get wins a game, and I was just like, yep, that's it. They are so diehard. It's hysterical. It's terrible. Oh it, my god. Every sick of it. We're all sick of it.
1: I know. Year after year.
0: And, and I gotta do. I do have to say I am super jealous of Tom Brady, for one reason. He is so goddamn wealthy that he now has hair again.
1: <laughs>
0: hey. I'm jealous. Um, not that I would think I would want hair, but just the fact that he has some luscious locks now. Son of a gun. God damn you, dude. <laughs> like, come on. Like, you were almost bald at one point. Now you have hair? Like, yes. Obviously, we all know it's fake, but it looks good.
1: Yeah, he's doing it. Money can buy anything. <sighs> Nuts. Nuts. Can't
0: get you out of jail. Well, I guess it can't get you out of killing your wife. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> you know the right people. <laughs> Those text messages going back and forth. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it's crazy. God damn it, man.
1: Nuts. Well, this is crazy. I'm on. I'm on your cast.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah, man. I told you you were gonna be. Yeah. It took a while. That's all right. Yeah. Whatever. Time hap- things
1: happen, man. I like. Well, it, we had man. a snowstorm. You, we did have a snowstorm. You gave me the opportunity to still be on the show if I wanted. I to. did, I did. But I, I didn't dig myself out till it was like 7:30 at night. The snow didn't stop till 3:30. Yeah,
0: no, I don't so. blame you, man.
1: The uh, Did you come in? You weren't here, did you? No, no, uh, no, no. Um, I don't think I was at least. That's crazy.
0: Um, <clears throat> it's funny. I always get screwed in snowstorms, man. Like I have a good friend of mine. I don't want to plug him just yet because I'm trying to get him on the show. But he always help, he always hooks me up. Like, hey, bud. Play my driveway, I'll buy you lunch. Nice. Love you to death. We're, we're good friends. It's just like my way it's in thanks. Cause I, don't, I don't want to fork up a couple hundred bucks when I have four siblings. I can easily <laughs> do it. Again, I've been doing it for years. And my goddamn siblings, don't shovel out my driveway, but I get the whole driveway. D- I mean, don't shovel out my car, but I get the whole driveway done. Nobody. Bastards. I'm like, you guys are something else. Yes. Like, if I just dug my car out, oh, the world of shit I'd be in. But I get the whole driveway plowed, take care of it. It's just usable, you know. Everybody digs themselves out. I can't get my car dug out. It's like three feet of snow. Like, yeah,
1: help a brother out, man.
0: God, like, come on. Yeah, like, I, I could let you don't do it. I could work from home, god damn it. <laughs> I work in that industry. I'm allowed to do that shit. Yeah, it makes it easy. Y'all got to go to work. <clears throat> this is easy for me. But I got to have any more snow. Yeah. I, I had to knock on some wood. Nice um, weather. Nice weather. It's uncanny. I, wore fl- I wore I wore I wore flip flops
1: to work. I'm almost like you, know, you know
0: mind. I'm like dude, it's like 50 degrees outside. I'm like this is basically summer.
1: Yes. Shorts. We in shorts. Yeah,
0: yeah, shorts. Uh, Sunday night I wore shorts. It was a little cold, but uh,
1: no, I can't wear shorts to work all the time. I think the first time I met you it was it was cold and you were wearing shorts.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's usually my go-to. I'm trying to <laughs> adopt the pants, the pantalones. Um, not a huge fan, but you kind of have to do it. You know, we're not really it seriously if you don't have pants. No, nah. I'm trying to find that profession where I get to work naked. Look at Peter Jackson.
1: I don't know who that is. He's the director from uh, Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson. Yeah. So he's always in shorts. He walks around barefoot a lot too.
0: Oh, I'm totally do the barefoot thing. It's just like weird. Like I, something skews me out about like public places and walking around barefoot. It's 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 a found. Yeah, I understand completely. Oh, it's dude's an animal. <laughs> Peter Jackson. You he looks like he just walked out of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean like i like just something skeeves me out. Like if I want to stop and shop and didn't have shoes on like that skee me no, out. No no no. But like what? yeah, other than that, like if I'm just going to, like the beach, I, I keep the flip flops in my car and I'm just barefoot the whole time. That's totally cool. That or when it like gets a little like wet, gets a little freaky feeling on your fa- on your feet. You never know. Yeah, not a fan of that. Like yeah. public restrooms and stuff like that Ugh, yeah, you can't go it's, barefoot it's not a
1: place for bare feet no
0: nah, like oh excuse me like Robert Moses bathroom barefoot mm, not my thing man not no. my thing I'll go swimming it's all good it's all good not gonna
1: take care of your business in the ocean yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not not trying
0: to do that that's gross I don't even like going in there with shoes on let alone barefoot yeah no it's just nasty. like you know, it's, the ocean's clean enough I'll just wash my hands off in there we're good to go yeah, it's salt water yeah I mean it's come yeah. on People die in here. People dump bodies in here. It's not that bad. No. How many bodies do you think are in the ocean? Uh, How many people do you think just randomly went missing and their bodies are in the
1: ocean? I mean, as a statistic, I have no idea.
0: <sighs> it's got to be countless. God, what a great way to kill people.
1: Through, through this. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but... There's people, Yeah, I mean, they cement shoes, you know. Do
0: you think Was that a real thing?
1: I guess. I don't know.
0: I always hear that. I'm so curious now if it's a real <laughs> thing or not. Cement shoe, like how do they keep your feet there to make them, I don't know. to cement them? Like that's, that's they my still, goddamn it.
1: <laughs> we have to wait half hour for it to set. This is speed set. <laughs> like that, that was literally my first thought. Like how do you get? To, how do you stay still for so? Like
0: I like I would want to wait. Like if, if somebody like let's say latched me down and was mm-hmm. or I shouldn't say down because you would have to be up because concrete would have to settle correctly. But like all right, so latch me to a wall. I would, like, try to still, like, wiggle my toes to, like, create voids. So that way, like, if they did throw me over the boat, I could... Survive somehow. Kick them off. Yeah. Or I would just train like Michael Phelps all the whole time so I could swim with them on. That would be my other option. That would be interesting. Yeah. Not trying to swim like <laughs> Michael Phelps. But if I had to, and I know I was going to get some cement shoes and start. <laughs> you got
1: to know the right people and stay the hell away from them. Yeah. yeah.
0: One thing that scares the shit out of me, though, is I, I, I've i talked to... um. And, you know, obviously in the sales world, you kind of just meet some ridiculous people. Truly. And uh, I met people. He's like, oh, yeah. Like I met a guy. And he's like, yeah, I have connections to the mafia. This, that, and the other thing. My my, uh, parents or grandparents, whatever, owned a cement company and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, you know, like, that's how we used to make all our money. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, we used to get rid of the dead bodies. And I was like, what? I was like, wait, hold, hold up here. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah. He's like, we would just roll, we would just cement over them, put the body down, cement over them, nobody ever finds them. But years and years and years later, you're probably long dead before they find them. And I was Easily. like, mm, all right. That's interesting. Like, that's a, probably a real thing. I'm not going to fuck with you.
1: Well, when they built the... uh well, the Empire State Building was one. Mm. Uh, a lot of the bridges, that are bridges and tunnels, people <laughs> do fall in the cement, and they can't get them out, and they just, they, they are there forever. What? There are people that are dead in the cement. For real? I swear, yeah. Frog's Neck Bridge, yeah.
0: What? So, oh, so like they get, they fall in sink.
1: They fall into the cement and they sink and they can't be retrieved. Oh <gasps> no. Yeah. It's crazy. I that's remember reading about it. That's a real God thing. God
0: damn.
1: Yeah. And that's not. Yeah. I mean, obviously the mob had nothing to do with that, but they may have. They may have owned the company that poured the cement.
0: Oh, well, you know. <laughs> hey, Donnie works on a. site. Just uh, give him a little good old boot yes. right in. All right. Um, you know, it's and like the, hey, it's time to take out Timmy. He's got a sick life insurance policy. <laughs> yep. See ya. Um, damn, that's crazy. I would have never guessed that, but I guess yeah, you kind of Things you probably sink pretty quickly and. Cement.
1: Yeah, and those. I mean, it's it's a lot of cement. Those, yeah, you're not dealing with colors. like a swimming
0: pool. You're dealing with like a lot of swimming pools. It's ridiculous. I don't even know how to like quantify that. I wouldn't either. Um, <clears throat> damn, dude, that's insane. I'm not going to sleep well tonight. Cause I'm that. <laughs> Mainly because I've tripping over all of these. But that's, that's nuts. We covered a lot of
1: different topics tonight. We year. covered a lot. We're actually almost at
0: the end, too. This is good. This is like natural timing. This is good. All right, good. Um. Yeah, definitely weird, though. That still kind of freaks me out that I've driven over dead bodies. <laughs> Just like that thought of like, hmm, there's so many dead in here. But like, I guess it's kind of like everything, though. You never know. A little, a little well, fun, f-
1: what? You never know. I mean, oh, it, yeah. things happen all the time. We do so many things we don't know about. That,
0: the, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I got one more question for you before we wrap this thing up.
0: Yeah. The afterlife. Okay. What's your thoughts on this? Because I went to the Amityville Horror House. I didn't even – stumble stumbled upon the Amityville Horror House. And we're driving by, and uh, all of a sudden, there's, like, all this car in of, uh, on, on in front of this house. Ironically enough, I think it was Halloween because I just wasn't doing anything on Halloween, not causing mischief, thank God. And uh, all of a sudden, I had realized – that that was the enemy of the Horror House, and we looked back and saw it, and I was like, "Oh, it's pretty crazy." And then we're like, "I'm reading about it." And I'm like, "All right, this is pretty crazy." And like, there's like ghosts and shit. What are your thoughts on that kind of stuff?
1: Interesting. Um, I can tell you from personally uh-huh. dealing with death all the time. Yeah. When I was doing the Atne work with the uh, – no one, no one ever sat up. You know, none of that crazy stuff that you always no, hear I don't about. No, not like that. It never. But the spiritual side, I mean.
0: Yeah, like did you ever, if anything, like freaky happened in the funeral home, like that would scare me a lot. I mean, that wouldn't be my.
1: There are coincidences, but I, I mean, it's not like ghosts or anything. But we'll have, let's say, uh, a Tom Tracy will pass away, and his mm-hmm. birthday is, let's say, you know, December fifth. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, a Tracy Jones will pass away, and her birthday's December fifth. So it will be a lot of connections that happen. It's like there's a page that someone turns, all the names are on it, and there's a lot of similarities there.
0: (laughs) It's just like, ah, these – The traces are going today.
1: It's weird, but that happens often where you see a lot of similarities at the same exact time. That's crazy. That's something I always recognize. Like there's something to it.
0: Yeah, you just don't know what it is. I don't know
1: what it is. Yeah. No – No hauntings, no moving, no nothing. I mean I'm trying to remember. I've, I've definitely felt sensations like, um, a, like a presence. You know, It's never a comfortable feeling. It's creepy, yeah. Not necessarily at the funeral home, just like throughout my life. Oh, okay, okay. say that would
0: freak me out in the funeral home. Yeah, no. For
1: sure. I remember when I first started in the business, and this didn't really happen. There was no ghosts or anything, uh-huh. but um, my girlfriend at the time thought it would be a good idea if she gave me a, a, a scary book to read. And I was in the funeral home by myself. I read the book, but it had to do with... I can't remember the name of it, but there were children in a factory, and they got trapped uh-huh. in a fire, and then years later, they haunted this whole factory area, uh-huh. so I had to go in the basement and shut off the lights and that that fear takes over you man, man i ran I ran up the stairs like an ass, oh, uh, oh and I, yeah. I realized that my fear was you know i had no reason, but I couldn't help it I was
0: yeah. Like, ah! yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you no know, it did. <laughs> Yeah, that stuff always freaks me out, man. Always freaks me out. I, we've had ghost stories on. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say we've had ghost There has been ghost stories told on here and working. I was trying to do one, I think, before the end of the year as, like, a superstition one. Okay. Um, where a couple friends were going to come on and talk about superstitions and their whatever beliefs. But I was like, ah, you're, you deal with death a lot. Like, curious to know how those, like, stories, like, do families ever come back and they're like, hey, this is, like, this is crazy stuff happened?
1: Yes, f- families, I mean, there there's some kind of spiritual connection, mm-hmm. um, whether they're seeing psychics and they're getting information that they never would have obtained otherwise, mm-hmm. or something happens, like you get a sign, mm. you know, like the end of Forrest Gump, when that feather comes out of the box, yeah. you, I'm just going to fly away, Yeah, you know, I mean, I believe in that, mm-hmm. I believe that there's, there's powers, you know, something, somebody's presence can exist after they're gone, mm. somehow or another, there's signs there. And I think you have to be open to it, you know. Yeah, it's it's weird. I you brought up the Amityville Horror House, right? Which yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a real thing. Oh yeah, it, it yeah, exists. Yeah. Um, I used to work with a gentleman. He was a police officer at the time. Mm-hmm. His dad was the chief of the Amityville Police Department. They have their own village department. Yeah, yeah. And um, he he said it was the son who killed his parents, mm-hmm. and I think it had a a sibling, or maybe yeah. it was just his parents.
0: Yeah, it was like the whole family. I think.
1: He left the house, he went to the bar, Mm -hmm. and he he was acting really strange, Mm -hmm. and he's talking about, oh, I'm afraid someone might have killed my family, and that's how they found out about it, and someone reported it, and they went to the house, Mm. but the guy killed his family, cleaned himself up, went to the bar, had a few drinks, and then started talking about like, oh, I'm afraid someone might kill my family. And he had, he already accomplished it. It's very, it's crazy. Ooh, that's so, weird. yeah. But I, it was a like big thing when I was a kid too. We went and um, we had to go past the house. Yeah, I just
0: stumbled upon it. I I, I knew oh, mean, I knew it existed. I just didn't think like I was gonna actually drive past it. It's changed a lot. And I just like drove past it, and like I didn't even I would honestly never known if there wasn't three cars stopped in front of it, and like people were like taking photos of it and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird. And then the person I was with was like, oh, that's the Amityville Horror House. And I was like. Hold up, we're turning around real quick because I'm pretty far away, and I'm like, this is it. And she, then she was like, yeah. And I'm now I'm googling, you know, like what actually happened because I just knew, like, you know, people died in the house and this that and the other thing you know, and it's famous. As it could be right. And like the other crazy part is you know nobody's really lived there, like it's impossible for that house to sell. So I was like, yeah, let's like might as well look it up. And apparently, like the new people that live there lived there for like I think
1: a couple of years or something like that. Yeah, there have been families that lived there for long periods of time. Yeah, crazy though. They, there's like the, there's a movie that's, I can't remember it, but um, it's believable that these things do actually happen, these paranormal activities, because the movie is based upon all the paranormal mm-hmm. activity that happened afterwards when yeah, the family yeah. moved in, and, you know, the they were in the basement, and mm-hmm. the, that's Red Room, I'm thinking of The Shining. But anyway, yeah, the, like I believe that that could actually happen, because I, I watched too much movies, and it's infiltrated my brain <sighs>
0: Maybe I'm simple-minded. You ever see the the TV show Haunting? No. Oh. It's all about that kind of stuff. And I used to come home and watch that shit like an addict. Uh, like, as soon as I got home, it would be on TV. And I'd sit there and watch it. And uh, ever since then, I would be freaked out. Like, stuff would move and, like, all that. And then, uh, oh, what was that great? There was a great movie a couple of years ago. And it was, like, a super low-budget film that the guy wound up making, and it became super popular. I can't remember the name of it. And it was all about...
1: Um, had to do a Paranormal Activity.
0: Oh, that movie. That's the movie, Paranormal Activity. Yes. yes. They've made many different ones. There's, yeah, there's like four of them, I think.
1: But the husband and wife, they're a team. <sighs> they exercise people. And that's that's what I believe. Like, after seeing those movies, I'm like, because they're talking like, this really happened. You know? Yeah. They, these are people who really existed and they really had to help some people that were um, dealing with hauntings. Yeah. Yeah, the Paranormal Activity movie. Where well, the witch was hanging people in a tree. Yeah, that that's sick, man.
0: Well, that, and then I watched,
1: uh,
0: I'm told people are going to be like, Carson, you're a little bitch. But uh, I watched um, The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. bro.
1: The first one when it came no,
0: out. No, I didn't. Yeah, but I only watched it like yeah, I only watched it like four or five years later, <laughs> and, or earlier, or from now. And uh, I watched that whole movie on like zero volume. I was like, mm, nope, 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 nope. I was like, even watching it on zero volume. like covering my eyes. I'm like still looking through like one finger. I'm like, I was like no, but like I was like I had to watch it because like everybody had seen it. And i was sitting there I'm, like, of course it's like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, pitch black in the by house. Yourself. Freaking out, man. Yeah, not good. Freaking out. You, don't have ice cream. Can't be happy. Are
1: you a gamer? Yeah. You get into the Resident Evil series? No. No, 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 no. No, I don't want to stay up at night. I used to I used to be able to play the game. Great game, but I couldn't put the volume on the TV. Same thing. I uh, turned the volume off in order. I couldn't finish the Too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's like The visual, audio, the audio, I'm like, oh, I can't.
0: Get you going. <laughs> your heart's like, <right>, your heart's <laughs> racing. When I get that involved in a video game, am like, all right, done. Don, i, I got to get rid of this thing
1: because I'm going to be addicted. You know your limitations. Oh, yeah. No, but like – and I, <laughs> I just
0: – you know, a lot of these people, they play games like that. And I'm just like, I'm not into it. Like, I don't like to have that, like, overwhelming sensation of more pressure. It's like, I go to work all day and get pressure. Like, I don't need to go play <laughs> video games to feel more pressure. Like, I don't – killing zombies is not something I'm interested in. No. You know, I play – Soccer with a race car, <laughs> Rocket League. I don't know if you ever played it. My son plays it. Oh, that game's great. <laughs> and uh, like I'll play that, and I'm like, all right, this is fun. Like it's kind of competitive, and like it's not real, and like. My son know.
1: got me into Fortnite, and then playing. That oh, one. yeah, great game. Playing on the computer. It's awesome. Great game. Great Except game. I, I have to hack into his account, so he'll be in the middle of playing, and I'm logging him off. Uh, He's like, ah, he calls me, Dad, you killed me. I can't even <laughs> do it to me. I'm like, sorry, son. Just let me go back on and, and I'll, sorry, re- I'll redeem son. myself. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Stop logging in. I can't. It's oh addictive. Oh, my God. That's, so, that's a great game, too. That <laughs> right. Those are like
0: my two, main, my two main games right now. Battle Royale. I get right in there, man. <laughs> great game. I don't like the story
1: mode. I bought the story mode. Not nah, a fan. He's doing it. He's doing the story mode. Oh, he likes is he? Yeah. it? Yeah. So he does the Battle Royale to help bolster his story mode with all the rewards and stuff he gets. So, yeah. So
0: yeah. He, no. got, he paid for it. I right, just play the Battle Royale. Very For anyone good. who doesn't know Battle Royale, it's a 100-person multiplayer. Yes. Somebody's going to be like, what's Battle Royale? So now that we've covered literally nothing <laughs> <with> regarding <our> business, <laughs> this is great.
1: This is totally br- cool. We talked about a lot of different things. We covered things. a
0: lot. Yes. A lot you'll you'll books, have to come like, back
1: on, and we'll, we'll, we'll focus maybe more on what I do.
0: That's all right. Yeah, This was a, the time. prequel to the blood and guts of the next one.
1: Okay. Yeah. We want to let people down slowly. It's it's a tough topic sometimes,
0: yeah. I'm ruthless, man. I go for the kill every time.
1: I didn't know what to expect, I'll be honest, but this uh, is a good time, man. Good, man. I'm you're you're like, a good host.
0: Thanks, man. You're welcome. It's, uh, yeah, we definitely got a little carried away, but that's cool. I like it. Uh, yeah, this, this show's always going all over the place. I mean, sometimes it's like semi-focused because people use it for like their business and like check this out and whatever and obviously appreciate the hell out of that. And then other people are like, yeah, I'm just going to uh, come and basically – ruin any potential of me ever being anyone <laughs> important in any public figure. Sounds great. Let's do
1: it. Just let it all hang yeah, out. Just, yeah, just let it
0: all go. <laughs> i like a therapist, except everybody hears your confessions, and hopefully you didn't kill anybody.
1: Yes. No, please.
0: <laughs> all right, man. How do people find you, find out about you?
1: Um, I work from Maloney Family Funeral Homes. Like it. We have seven locations in Suffolk County. Uh, Ronkonkoma, Central Islip, Holbrook, Bohemia, Hapog, Port Jeff Station, and Santa nice, Um, You can call the main office in Lake Ronconcoma 631-588-1515. If you're interested in pre arrangements, if you want to plan ahead, you want to take this burden off your family, if you want to take control of your own celebration of life rather than leave it for someone else to take care of who has no idea what you want to do mm. um, or perhaps are making these very difficult decisions at a difficult time, let's ease that burden off of them. Give yourself some peace of mind. That's why I'm here. Licensed funeral doctor, have been doing this for almost 20 years, been focusing only on prearrangements probably for the past 10. Um, it's an easier conversation. Mm. Um, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's never easy to have to go to a funeral home, but I promise you I'll help quell your fears. I like that. We'll have a nice conversation and, um, you know, we'll take care of some things that are important, things that are going to happen whether you like it or not. You know, there's, there's definites in this lifetime, you know, yeah. death and taxes, as we always say. So um, I like to – I'm an expert. I like to serve people. I like to make them feel comfortable. I've never met a person who I've ever um, put off or made them feel worse after coming to see me. <laughs> so, um, you know, give it a shot if you're willing, if you have the wherewithal. Or a lot of what I do with networking is mm-hmm. how I met you, Harrison. Of course. Absolutely. I just want people to know what I do and that I'm out there, and there's always a, a better way to go about things. Absolutely. So I can't ever expect somebody to be like – Hey, you know, I know this guy, Greg, you got to go make your prearrangements. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. But if you're having a conversation with someone and they're saying, "No, oh, I have an aunt. She's not doing so well. Um, I don't know what to do. Well, then you can say, I know someone that might be able to help. You should give him a call. He's a halfway decent guy. Mm-hmm. He does podcasts. <laughs> and we, he talks about crazy <laughs> stuff. So it's good, man. The funeral director of life. Yes. I love it, man. Thanks, I it. The
0: uh, Sorry, I'm posting on the Instagram. On that little bit right there, uh, gotta make sure you get on there. So, uh, all right, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Educating. Thanks for having me. We're g- we're getting into the, the nitty gritty next time. You ready? And uh, I will. I'll be prepared. I like it. Fearless. Um, all right, brother. Thank you, man. Adios. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron. Love the shit out of you guys. Smash that subscribe button. As always, share it out. Tell somebody about it. Give it a rating. It helps so much. You have no idea. Website has obviously come a long way. I don't want to say it's paused. Still working on it, but at a cripplingly slow rate, waiting for some comp- some computer components to come. The Because everybody's trying to mine cryptocurrencies, I can't get a hold of a graphics card, but I built a computer. It's kind of a bummer. I get one screen, not my normal three. Video imaging and stuff like that. has taking a little while. Once that comes in, I'm hoping to go live on Facebook with all that kind of jazz as well so you guys will be able to access it there. Like I said, though, huge thank you to uh, everybody who goes and visits the website. Again, that's brutallyhonestpodcast.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you get Brutally Honest Fridays. Straight knowledge. Straight fire coming at you. Everything – I shouldn't say everything. It's a bio of all the guests. It's different apps amusing. Different things I've learned – just to make your day and lives better, it takes probably two minutes to read. It's probably the smallest newsletter you're gonna get, jam packed with knowledge. I try to cut out all the BS in it, and from there, it's it's just it's gravy. I'm doing this for you guys, doing it to help you guys learn, and I learn from other people. You know that's why I have the show. So I would highly recommend signing up, not just because I do it, but I really try to bring you guys as much value as possible. As always, huge thank you to the sponsors, ReadResumes.com. That's R E E D. Resumes.com can be found on the website as well and as well as nerds that care read resumes they are writing you the best resume that you can possibly have they cover a variety of different professions they will they will vet out they will basically interview you to find everything out that they can possibly find out and they build a custom made resume no template doesn't look like a six year old made it. it is so well written so defined and clear Something that portrays you as a person that well is only going to open up opportunities that you would have never had prior. So go check them out, readresumes.com. That's R-E-E-D, resumes.com. Let them know I sent you. I always forget to say that, let them know I sent you. Um, But, yeah, do that, please. Hugely appreciate it. Even if you're not, like, thinking about getting a resume right now, go look at his website and just check it out. You know, it might spark an interest to you. And I'm not just trying to say that to get you to go buy one. It's pretty impressive when you look at it. As always, huge thank you to Nerds That Care. If you're a business owner, if you're somebody in charge of technology, you need to go visit the Nerds That Care. I can't stress it enough. If you want to sleep at night, if you're having thoughts of whether or not a backup succeeding or failing, get a team that's going to actively check it. Get a team that's going to actively work on making your employees more productive. They're going to make recommendations to keep work going smoother company if an employee's in the office eight hours but their computer's slow and they're only getting six hours of work done spend a little bit of money it's going to pay off in the long run to get them a faster machine and you'll get full productive day out of them telling you it works it's all about getting the most product production production productivity out of your employees and last but not least if you're looking for customer maintenance management get the appropriate crm ask them what is a good fit for your company they deal with companies of all different varieties go check it out they will be able to point you in the right direction you're going to have customer attentions go up you're going to have customer satisfaction go up and you're going to be able to help your your customers and your employees better with a data a real database that's a living database constantly changing based on who you have in there so go check them out again that's nerds huge thank you to them and that's pretty i feel like And that's all, folks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think I have one more podcast, I believe, this week. I've been hammered with podcasts. Super excited. Um, And I'm not stopping. You know, I know that I'm pretty far off from 100. 100 in a year might be a little difficult, but definitely going to try to get as close as I can. And I'm pretty excited. 2018 is going to be a big year for the podcast. Hold on to your your boots. Yeah, hold on to your boots. We're going for a wild ride. Love the shit out of y'all.